0: get your Bibles or get your phone, uh, there will be scriptures on the screen, obviously, but I encourage you uh, to get your Bibles so you'll know where it's at or if you can put a bookmark uh, in your phone and your version app or whatever it is, whatever Bible app that you use, I encourage you to get that. Uh, tonight, I, I want to preface kind of what um, we're going to be, not kind of, but what we are going to be getting into. Uh, you'll heard me make mention of uh, Bill Nye, the science guy on Sunday and it just kind of put me in a tailspin um, as it was denouncing uh, things of God and it's really disheartening because I didn't know this about him and I, I really liked this guy when I was a kid growing up. I thought he was really cool uh, but obviously when I saw that he was denouncing uh, the existence of God and the things of God and the the, um, the ark and was not logical it's not uh, for someone that doesn't believe in a God that does things that are not logical, amen. Um, it just kind of put me in a, uh, a direction, a trajectory, and I just wanted to, again, talk about something that I have before. Um, I, I visited this topic many years ago. Uh, I look back at um, when I started this, and it's a three-part series, and I only did one, so uh, I did the first one. So we're going we're gonna to get all all three of them at some point, on Wednesday nights, um, maybe next week, and then uh, after Brother Morgan is with us, uh, Brother Dylan Morgan will be with us on first Wednesday of uh, next next month. I'm excited about that. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. We have a, a great lineup of uh, services coming up, and you're not going to want to miss any of them. Uh, we I, I told Brother Gary that I want to call. um I didn't actually tell him what I wanted to call it. I just told him what it kind of was. Uh, the month of uh, April is going to be revival month. We have many guest ministers coming, and I'm excited about that. Uh, men that I've been wanting to come and invest into our congregation for many years, even before I was a pastor. And I'm thankful that their schedule is permitted and they're able to be here. So I'm, I'll just leave that alone until he posts it on social media or whatever he does so you can see that there. But... Anyway, one of those will be Brother Morgan, and so I'm excited about that. Anyway, as I was talking about, uh, I I just got on this trajectory and I want to just affirm some things that maybe many of you already know, and that's okay. Uh, There may be some that don't, and there may be something that I say that uh, you did not hear before or maybe you don't know now, and uh, I'm hoping that it will just solidify what you believe man. Um, I want to reiterate that coming up in the next couple of uh, weeks is going to be our deeper life class that we do quarterly. Brother Jonathan Arnett is going to be uh, teaching that. And some of those things, uh, some of these things uh, he'll mention in there as many other things that he'll mention. But I want to encourage you to join that class if you haven't already. If you want to know what you believe, if you want to know what the Bible says, it's not about just what you believe. It's what the Bible says that we should believe. Amen. Amen. It's not uh Pentecostal doctrine. It is uh, the truth of the word of God. Amen. And so tonight we're going to talk on one of those uh, subjects. It's not about what an organization says. It's about what the Bible says and uh, that's what we're going to get into. So I believe I've prefaced it long enough. So uh, let's get into it right now. I'm going to read just the first half of uh, I say, first half just the first little bit of a scripture in Genesis one and one and also we'll go to Romans, Romans 1, I can tell you right now that I'm not going to be as loud as them, so (laughs) let your attention span be focused, if y'all need to scoot this way, y'all surely can, amen, I can't compete with true kids, Uh, tonight's right to stampede, who needs the Dixie stampede when we got the true Kids stampede, amen? <laughs> amen. Um, what are we talking about tonight? Doctrine, Bible doctrine is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And uh, began with first three words of Genesis 1 and 1. First, I'm sorry, the first four words, Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, God, God God was in the beginning. And I'll just leave that there. Romans 1, verse 19, Romans 1, verse 19. For God has showed it unto them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Somebody say clearly seen. seen. Being understood. Somebody say understood. understood. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. I want to read that last portion again. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. I want to begin on this trajectory over the next few services, Wednesday night services that I will be preaching. I want to begin with God is. God is. Somebody say, God is. is. Look at your neighbor and say, "God God is. God is. Lord, again, I thank you for who you are. You are the only God. There is none beside you or before you. Your word declares that you are a jealous God. Lord, I am so thankful that you are who you are and i am so thankful that through your word i understand lord that there's you and only you in the beginning god lord i have faith and know in who you are and i trust in you lord i am asking that tonight that you would allow the scales to fall off of any individual's eyes that needs to know that hero israel the lord our god is one lord i am my father are one when you've seen me you've seen the father in the name of jesus lord i am thankful for what you're doing here at true church i am thankful lord for understanding lord coming into the lives and the hearts of many people and lord i pray that that continue to happen in jesus name and everyone say amen, amen. if you would one more time would you turn around tell somebody you're glad to see them and give the lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated Praise God. If you're just coming in, if you're just coming in, I began began this series many, many years ago now, many years ago, uh, prior to uh, the diagnosis of Sister Ginger, and I never went to uh, the second or the third lesson. And so we're beginning with the first one. Odds are that we don't remember it anyway, so uh, let we're amen, hey I wasn't supposed to say that out loud, oops, anyway, we're going to get into it tonight, but if you have your Bibles, you have your phones, please get those, if you like to take notes, I encourage you to take notes, or you can just go back and listen later on to our online audience, thank you for joining us tonight as well, let's give them a hand for being with us. something that we need to understand about God. God does not attempt to prove the truths of the Bible. Doesn't attempt to to prove them. Nor does he argue with the human family. He affirms. Somebody say "He he affirms. He affirms and that's what we're going to do tonight as well. We're going to affirm some things. Praise God. The opening words of the Bible announce the existence of God and we read those tonight. In the beginning God. I don't know about you and your household but I've been asked that question by my children. Dad what was before God? And my answer is simply Maybe God. It was God. It was not a big bang. It wasn't anything else. It was God. And that's hard for some to grasp a hold of. But I believe this book. Amen? I believe that the things in this book are true. And I know that some do not. And I know that some denounce this very existence of this book. But this book, as you read this book, it explains, as we read just a moment ago in Romans, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. From creation, from creation, we understand that God has been and will always be. And I believe that. I believe that. You know, it's easy for us. Nobody questions the light switch. (laughs) Nobody questions the light switch. But we question. Hold on a second. You mean God always was? That light switch, it turns on the light. It's always going to turn on the light. You probably did not go research and study I would probably dare ask the question or I would ask the question who invented the light switch and we wouldn't care it just does what it's supposed to do. A lot of people don't question those things. We don't question like who invented the ignition that I, I never questioned. I just put my used to put my key in the car and turn it on and now I can push it. I didn't ask who invented that. It just does what it does, and I'm thankful it does what it does. Amen? I believe that God always was because of the Bible telling me that God always was. Amen. Scripture does not attempt to prove the existence of God. It asserts, assumes, and declares that the knowledge of God is universal. Scripture recognizes that men not only know of the existence of God, but that men also have a certain understanding as to who God is. His eternal power and Godhead are clearly seen so that men are without excuse. Praise God. It's clearly seen so we are without excuse a recognition of deity in the beginning is the beginning of faith somebody say faith, faith. i got to recognize that there is a god yeah. and if i recognize that there is a god then that's where faith begins right. i have faith sister judy and i believe that one day one day very soon there's wars rumors of wars and probably you follow it Every single day, I, I do not. I know I hear some things. I get a few notifications on my phone, but every time I see it, I just say. This is what I say. I don't got my head in the sand. I know what Russia did. I know what the Ukraine's doing. I know all of the stuff that's going on. I don't know every detail, but when I do see it, I say, Lord, your book talks about that. Your book talks about wars and rumors of wars. It talks about earthquakes and divers' places. I get it, and all of that stuff has got to happen. Amen. Amen. It's going to take place before he comes. That just lets me know I better get in starting block. Amen. Amen. I know, you know I'm trying to stay on my notes here tonight. I don't want to be as the foolish virgins being caught unawares, amen? Amen. I want to be ready, I want to know, and I don't, the reason that we're getting into Bible doctrine tonight, and we will again over the next little while, is because we've got to know what we believe, because the Bible also says that everything that, ladies and gentlemen, that's why it's important next month that you go visit Deeper Life. All right. yeah. It is important because there are people that go to church until they die and they don't know why they believe what they believe. There are people that go to truth-preaching churches that preach the Bible, the truth from the Word of God And they do not know why they believe what they believe. And so going to deeper life is going to uncover. It barely scratches the surface. It does a pretty good job. But it barely scratches the surface of what we should know. But it's important because everything that can be will be. So you better know. You better be able to hold fast. You better be deeply rooted. Your cords better be strengthened, and that's how they get strengthened when you get into the Word and know why. Yeah. Again, odds are, ladies and gentlemen, that not every individual, not every Christian studies the Word of God. They read and just a little bit here, and then they get they suffice themselves, and they come to church, and that's all they do, but we better be rooted. Yeah. <clears throat> John John in the Bible talks about There's going to be winds. There's going to be doctrines. There's going to be stuff that's out there. And we're going to be like the little kid in the park when the monarch butterfly flies by if we aren't rooted, if we don't know what we believe. And before you know it, where's what I was taught? when I first got in the church. And we will be compassed about by these things that are out there that are not true, and so we've got to get into it. Amen? Amen. Amen. One more time. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Again, a recognition of deity is the beginning of faith. For he that cometh to God somebody say must 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 believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so I am not, please understand me, I am not being mean I am not diminishing any experience that you've ever had But it is more than accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay? Who gives a rip if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior? The Bible says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Your acceptance has nothing to do with it. You better believe that he is. You bet. I believe in you. I know you are who you said you are. I know that you're the author and the finisher of my faith. I know in the beginning you just were. And then the Bible says, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When you seek him, God is going to. Reward. He's going to show you things. He's going to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's going to give you discernment. He's going to give you, he's going to allow you to overcome, amen, amen. live an overcoming life. That is what God's going to reward you with. Men everywhere believe in the existence of a supreme being to whom he is morally responsible. The heathen recognize the existence of a supreme being. This belief is innate in man and comes from rational intuition. It is the fact that Satan challenges, and it is on this point that we find, we fight, find the greatest battle in the world today. The struggle between faith and unbelief. It is here that man's faith begins. He must, somebody say he must. He must must accept this inherent recognition of deity and declare it. Somebody say declare it. That it might become an active force in his life. If we do not declare it, if we do not recognize it, guess what God's not going to be anything in your life if you don't believe that he is if you don't believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, then you're going to be empty you're not going to feel a nudge you're not going to feel God overwhelm you when you begin to pray, when you begin to worship and you begin. To, you're not going to do those things anyway But if you believe that he is, if you recognize it and you declare, Lord, I declare that you are my God. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the king of my life. You're the king of my children. You're the king of my marriage. You're the king of this church. You are my God. He will be an active force in your life. And listen to me. I know talk dumb and crazy and they can say things, pardon me children that are in here don't use that terminology, I'm sorry I thought I was talking to adults there's some people that oh, it's just positive thinking, that's just you're just making yourself believe that, no I have faith and believe that God is I know because his word declares it and I believe his word that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords I believe that, brother, brother Kim, there's nobody beside him. The Bible says, Brother Noe, that he's a jealous God. So you can rest assured if he's a jealous God, there ain't going to be him. There's only him. <laughs> Mankind everywhere recognize the existence of of a supreme being but to the vast majority he is as Acts 17 and verse 23 declares the unknown God some people don't know him, some people don't declare him as king, some people don't say that hear O Israel the Lord our God is one, some people don't do that he's just the unknown God But I declare to you he's not the unknown God. God is. Somebody say God is. God is. is, And I believe him. Would you just lift your hands for a moment right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open the mind of every individual and every heart in this place right now. Let us hear your word and let your word rest upon our minds and our spirits, Lord. Let our spirit hunger for more of your infallible word, especially in the day and age that we live in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The apostle Paul said that he would declare him to the men of Athens. Elsewhere, Paul said that he would preach Christ crucified. Praise God. This is the responsibility Somebody say it's a responsibility. Look at your neighbor and say it's your responsibility. This is the responsibility of the church today. I'm not talking about these four walls and this beautiful campus that we're in. I'm talking about the church. This is the responsibility of the church today to not argue with men but to preach Jesus Christ. We got to preach him. We gotta preach, Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one. Right. We gotta declare that I am my father. He declared that I am my father are one. You've got to declare it. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There's none beside him, Amen. except him. Yes, we gotta preach Jesus. Somebody said we gotta preach, got preach Jesus. By so doing, God is declared to the world and faith is created. This is it. Faith is created in the hearts of those who hear. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, we get an understanding of how important it is as the church to preach Jesus Christ. I am not talking about you get over on sonic picnic table and stand up there and scream and yell about Jesus. I'm not talking about that. You can do that if you want to. I ain't going to bad news. You. I may drive by and wave. Amen. But we got to preach it. We got to sit down at the lunch table and we got to talk about Jesus. We got to talk about how important it is to serve him. We got to talk about hey listen there is no time, like right now, to get baptized in Jesus' name. Yeah. we got to tell people that today is the day of salvation. Yes. Yes. we got to say things like, listen, you know what's going on in the world. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to fear you or scare you into the bad ministry. I'm just telling you that we better not let the sun go down on our wrath. Yeah. we got to talk about that if we are not born of water and spirit, we're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. We must be born of water and spirit, and we are preaching Jesus when we do that. And when we do that, things like what happened on Sunday after the piano quit playing and everybody went home and ate their roast and their carrots and potatoes, somebody came up here and said, I can't go to work until I get baptized in Jesus' name and that sweet lady hadn't darkened the doors one time except after everybody else was gone. But she came out of the water, Brother Patrick, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave you other. Why? We're preaching Jesus. The Holy Ghost is real. It's not obscure. It's not something that we teach in the back room somewhere in the church. Okay, this is how you talk in tongues. That's retarded and stupid. Pardon me. Maybe I shouldn't have said those words. But I'm, I get sick of it because it's not obscure, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Ghost is real. 2 and verse 39 tells me that the promise of the Holy Ghost is for me and for my children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now listen, how many of you right now, you believe that Jesus died? Does anybody believe he rose again? Do you believe he's coming back again? He's coming back again. Why? Because this book that we're talking from tonight says he's coming back. And so if he's coming back, guess what? He's still calling people. He's still. The Bible says it this way. He draws all men. He's calling men. And so in Acts 2 and verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call, draw. Sitting at the house and, man, you know something? I need to go to church. Drive by the church and you've driven past it 25, 30 times before, maybe more than that, for years. And all of a sudden, man, maybe we should try out that church. It isn't happenstance. You know how I feel about coincidence. It doesn't exist. Why doesn't it exist? Because the Bible says our steps are ordered by the Lord. And we just, I I just scratched the surface of it. But everybody, there's something out there. There's something. I'm going to tell you what's out there. It ain't just the moon and the sun and the stars. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he's looking over the balcony of heaven and say, hey, just take one step towards me. Just believe in me. Just serve me. Just pick up the book. You're in life that's it's ravished with pain and issues and problems. Build a relationship with me. And if you'll build a relationship with me, I'll show you that God is. I had a conversation with a friend today, and I told him, I said, listen, I'm telling you, God's doing stuff in our church. He's doing stuff that I can't even explain. He's doing things that only God can do. You can't tell me that God isn't. Because I look across the church, and I see that God is. Because nothing could help you, but God did. Nothing could help the situation with Ginger, but God did. Yeah. Praise God. Anyway, let's get back to what we're doing here. It's our responsibility. We got to preach Jesus Christ. Somebody said, "I got to preach Jesus Christ." I want to make sure that the heart hears. I want to make sure that the individual hears. I want to make sure that our co-workers here hear this. This place in which we live, Denison, Sherman, the Grayson County area they need to hear that God is somebody say God is, is. praise God the Bible describes an atheist as being a fool you have your Bibles, Psalms 14 Psalms 14 and 1 It's in there, I promise. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Here is the Bible's description of a professed atheist. No one but a fool will deny the fact of God. That's what the Bible says. Whether or not there are any true atheists is questionable. Why? Because atheists, they profess things in conversation and they refer to God. I have heard that in conversations with people that I heard that were atheists. But in their conversation, they refer to God. But a person that doesn't believe that there is a God, the Bible says, they ain't very smart. (laughs) Pardon my grammar. Every atheist is a fool. To deny that there is a God is to state that the very root of man's nature is a lie. God was wrought, God has wrought this truth of himself in the very rap and wolf of every man's nature. God created man. God created woman. God created the earth, the moon, And the stars. God created the earth that we live in, we walk in. When you walked outside this morning and you saw the frost, and you saw the frost on the trees, and the frost on the car, and the frost on the houses in your neighborhood, or wherever it was that you woke up this morning, God created all of that and formed and made all of that exist. God is. Doesn't matter. What a fool would say. The Bible covered that. There's those that don't believe that there's a God, but that is not the case. There is a God. Somebody say there is a God. There, is a God. there are many arguments. There are many arguments for the existence of God. Although the Bible does not argue with man regarding the existence of a supreme being, and although it seems altogether needless to argue with man regarding the existence of his creator, yet there are many arguments, and we're going to talk about some of them tonight. Universally, a belief is the existence of God. The fact that everywhere man believe in God, is a strong argument in favor of its truth. This universal belief comes from within man who is born with it. The argument of cosmological, there is a cause for everything. How did it come about? Man and the universe are effects. There must be a cause. The world did not come into existence by itself any more any more than this set of notes that we're reading from tonight. It would be more sensible to walk into a library with thousands of books on the shelves and say that the books came into existence by themselves than to state that this world did not have a creator. Man exists, but he who is, he who has his existence, it came, it came only from God. So we understand that man is an effect. He has not always existed. He has a creator. Anybody believe that tonight? Jesus Christ formed Adam and Eve. We have a creator. Can I get an amen? Amen. We did not just appear on the scene one day. God created man. And I believe that truth. Anybody else believe that truth? The third argument. The third argument form is telelogical. The real spelling is this. T-E-L-E-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. The structure of a watch proves not only a maker but also a designer. The universe and nature prove that there is intelligence. There is something that was formed and created. One man suggested that you take your typewriter apart and you dump it inside of a dryer and you turn that dryer on and let it begin to move and begin to move and begin to move and what's going to happen is all of those pieces are going to come together and make a typewriter. How long would that dryer have to go before that typewriter came out just typing everything it needed to type? We know, ladies and gentlemen, that that typewriter, once we took it apart and we took every little piece out and we took all the gears apart, that if we put it inside that dryer and turned it on in a million years, that'd be the best dryer ever because they don't make them like that anymore. In a million years, if it went that long, that would be a good drier cycle. It would not come out a typewriter. It takes a mind to assemble a typewriter. Even so, it took a mind to assemble the universe. Amen. And his name is Jesus. Argument from ontological man has an idea of an infinite and perfect being this idea did not come from us therefore such a being must exist and it cannot be just a mere thought number five moral argument anthropological Morality is a obligatory, not optional. Man has an intellectual and moral nature, a conscience. Somebody say a conscience. conscience. An emotional nature. And only a being of goodness, power, love, and wisdom, holiness can satisfy such nature. As a result, as a result, there must be a creator who is <laughs> an intellectual, moral being, a judge and law giver. And there is. And his name is Jesus. Amen. An argument from if we have a key that fits the lock we have the right key belief in the self-existent personal God is in harmony with our mental and moral nature and the entire world around us if God exists all regarding creation, religion, nature, and human history are answered. Atheism leaves all these matters without explanation. There is a God, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody say "God God is. God is. Argument from scripture. The history of the Jews fulfilled prophecy would not be explained without God. There is a God. Somebody say God is. is. Argument from personal experience. The above arguments are arguments of logical and are all sound and reasonable. However, the most effective argument is the argument from personal experience. Every Christian Somebody say me. Me. Every Christian can testify of many experiences that he or she has had with a personal living God. Hallelujah. This is only sufficient proof that God lives. I can look at you in this room tonight. I'm going to get away from my notes for a moment. I can look at you in this room tonight. And I could ask you, is there a God? And you could say, yes, I know there's a God. And this is why I know there's a God. It would not be because of the arguments that I gave and from the word of God, the examples that are sufficient and are there. But you could say, I know where I came from. I know that I was a druggie. I know that I neglected God, didn't think about God, didn't acknowledge God. But the day that I walked into the church and the day that the man of God preached and the day that the man of God said that Jesus Christ can save you from this untoward generation and I had faith and I believed and I responded to the preached word, my life forever turned around when God filled me with his spirit. in this room tonight, no doubt that you can look in the mirror and you can say things like, God, I know you're real. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be standing where I'm standing right now. If it wasn't for you, You would look at yourself and say, my family wouldn't have been put back together. If it wasn't for you, Lord, I would be six feet under right now. But you preserved me. You kept me. You did something in me that only you did. (laughs) Experiences. Experiences may be divided under four main headings. God answers prayers. as the first one. The fact that man prays and prayers are answered is proof of the existence of God. I don't know about everybody in the building, but I know for me that I have prayed and knowing knowing, brother Philip, that There's no way possible that this is ever going to happen except God. And then I got into the Word because I was taught a long time ago from Bishop to pray the Word. And I would pray things like, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. And I would take those words from that scripture and I would begin to get on my knees and say, Lord, you said. Ask. And so I'm asking God heal my wife. Lord make a way for this to happen. Lord I trust in you with all of my heart and I lean not to my own understanding. Lord let your glory be revealed through this happening. And oh how he has done it today. Again in conversation I was reminded God you showed your glory because you've restored. You've helped people. You've ministered to people through the elder. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was God answering my prayers. You know, sometimes we ask things and we 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 get vast with them, and we say, "God, do whatever you want to do with this situation, save souls, change lives, cause people to repent." And you have no idea what you're praying until it comes to pass. And today, I was sitting at a lunch table with some minister friends of mine on my way back from getting the car serviced, and, and I, I sat there and was just talking about it, and I literally stopped mid-sentence, and I just got big old tears in my eyes, and I said, I remember, I remember on that pew, I said things like that when I came here after Ginger was diagnosed, and it was fresh in our hearts, I remember saying, God, whatever it is you want to do with this, God. God. Lord calls people to change. cause people to hear it. Cause, cause people to repent. And God did things that I didn't even know that he would do. Yeah. But it's because I prayed. He answers prayers. That's enough reason to help me understand that Jesus Christ exists. Amen. Amen. Yes, Second one. He's experienced. Is God saves the soul of a sinner. This is not... Just a little religious emotion. But the power of God is experienced. The power of God is experienced. It's having every single sin remitted. This is the one sinful habits that you had. God broke them. Some people were addicted to drugs, and it was every day I got to have this, every moment I got to have this. Some of us were addicted to alcohol, and I got to have this, I got to have this. Some of us were addicted to to watching things we shouldn't watch and and participating in things that we shouldn't participate in and, and having things in our life that we shouldn't have had in our life. But God's power. that have come to me, many, many people, just I had somebody come to me not too long ago, maybe last week I think it was, talked about cigarettes. There's people in this building that they dropped their cigarettes That day God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And then there's others that God said, listen, serve me and I'm going to break that habit. And every day they came to church every month there's people you didn't even know it ladies and gentlemen but they shook your hand and they they invited you into the into the church and they said come on you can get a seat right here and they they man they smoke cigarettes like crazy but god delivered them and broke them of that habit why because they were faithful to god told him. I said, no, you can't do it on your own. You've been doing this since you were 12. I have a friend that when I was going to school in Bells, Texas, he started when he was 12 years old smoking cigarettes. And as far as I know, it's been a little while since I've seen him on social media, he still smokes cigarettes today. But I'll tell you this, God can make you stop in a moment. It's an experience being born again. I know, I understand that it's it's odd. I even thought it was odd in the Bible. What do, what do you mean, born again? You mean I gotta go get back in my mom's womb? No. Let me just show you what God can do. God can calls you to have a first day of the rest of your life where all the things that you've brought in, all the bad habits, all the sins that you've caused and done, he he can say, I'm going to stop it right here because I can't look under my blood. And when I baptize you in my name and with my spirit, it is going to be forever washed away and you will be a new creature. God heals sick each time a miracle takes place in the healing of a sick body we have proof of the existence of God. I refer to it often and I would that it would happen more often many, many years ago a man with cancer came here and God healed him. And there were documentations of that healing. There's been other healings, and there's been other miracles that have happened. There's people that have hadn't been able to smell, hadn't been able to taste, and God has healed them instantly. But this particular one, there was documentation of cancer all over his body, and we prayed for him right here to the right of where the pulpit used to be, and and we prayed that God would heal his body, and God healed his body, and the. Doctors at Medical City Dallas were astonished. They couldn't believe it. They, they even made, I don't, there's no way. Maybe we did something wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. God did something right. As he always does. And that is what happens. Men, we can't explain God so we don't believe it can happen. We're never going to be able to explain God. God just can't. Man has fellowship with his God. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite one. Because so many times we as apostolics or we as truth believers, we don't believe that we can have fellowship with God. We say we do, but we don't get up in the morning and talk with him. We don't get up in the morning and read the infallible, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You are reading God when you read this Word. Man has fellowship with God. This undoubtedly is the strongest argument of all, and all the proof that is needed that man is able to experience the real presence of God in his or her soul, lives. No room, no room for anything else but God. There's no room for any argument because when you experience a real presence of God, when you experience a real touch from God, I don't, nobody has to convince me of anything. You you can argue all you want to argue. I know that God is real because just as Bishop has always said, you feel the doodads up and down your back or you feel the chills come in. I've heard you say it, I've said it myself. I feel the presence of God or I feel the Holy Ghost. That is not just something that you ate. That's not just a good experience. No, it is God showing his presence and his power in your life. Praise God. I believe in God. Anybody believe in God? A denial of God results in a degenerating and depravity of character. Romans 1 Verse 28. I'm almost finished. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Listen to this. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. To do those things which are not convenient. When man rejects the knowledge of God, it's serious, ladies and gentlemen. I don't I'm not naive enough to think that I convince everybody. But when man rejects the knowledge of God, he opens the gates wide for a flood of immorality and uncleanness. When you say, "No, nah, I don't know about all that." Uh, that preacher's kind of crazy. I may get some stuff wrong. I may not say some things just right. But I am telling you there's a God. And I tell you repeatedly, and if you're new here tonight, I'll tell you as well that you need to build a relationship with God. You need to build. You need to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You need to join deeper life because you want to join deeper life. And you need to study to show yourself approved because you want to study to show yourself approved. And when you do that, you're not rejecting God, but you're accepting and saying, Lord, I want to know more of you that I may know you, Jesus. Praise God. We see this happening in America today with the removing of faith in God from everything. Removing it from our capitals. Removing it from our schools. It's from public schools. It's almost completely and totally obsolete. Removing it from our workplaces. You can't talk about it or you're going to get fired. You can't say things about it. That's the only thing, ladies and gentlemen, that I do not like about this working from home. Because A lot of times it keeps us from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. It keeps us from being able to tell somebody about the good news and telling them that Jesus Christ is real. We see a generation of agnostics and skeptics rising every single day. I see it more than ever before when I preach things or declare things from the pulpit. Y'all think maybe I don't watch and look, but when I look out there sometimes I see the skepticism. And there's a rise in that every single day. Every single day. I just don't know if that's true. I don't know if I believe that or not. It ain't about what you believe. It's about what is true from the Word of God. It's irrelevant if you believe it or not. It's in the book, and the book is real, and the book is right, and the book preaches truth. The result is a complete breakdown in standards and morals. Go look at the headings of books, and go look at the headings of magazines. Go look at the headings of all of the sitcoms and the shows that are out there. It is a breakdown of standards and morals. Undoubtedly, much of the moral breakdown in society today can be directly traced to an evolution being taught in our schools and unbelievers filling the pulpits of our churches. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to preach that there's a God. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to clear it to, to declare it from the, the mountaintop that there is a God and his name is Jesus. Somebody say it, God is. God is. Somebody say it, God is. God is. God is, has always been, and will always be. Will you stand to your feet? I'm hurrying to a close. A knowledge of God. A knowledge of God is a tremendous sanctifying force. Somebody say sanctifying. sanctify. A knowledge. Somebody say a knowledge. A knowledge of God is a tremendous sanctifying force. 1 John verse 7 says this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Somebody say all sin. Even as Isaiah made to realize his sinfulness by having a vision of the Lord and then was cleansed from his sin. The more we know of God, I want you to hear that. The more we know of God. How many times have you heard me say it? I don't want to ever feel like I've arrived. I don't want to ever feel like I've got all the answers because I don't. Most of the things that I preach to you are things that I have studied, things that I've read, things that I've tried to learn, things that God's put inside of me, things that God has revealed to me through his word, through teaching, through uh, extra learning, that I can deliver it to you because I want to know as much as I can about my God. (laughs) But when I know who God is, when I Get that knowledge of God. The more we know of God, the greater is the light that shines across our pathway and in our hearts and in the hearts of others that we come in contact with. When you have that relationship with God, when you know God, when you truly have a, you've built something. There are people in this room that right now you've really started to build something with God. And because you've started building something with God, there are going to be people in your sphere that are going to take notice. That's why it's important that you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's why it's important that you say, you know something, God, that I may know who you are. That I may know you in the power of your might and the fellowship of your suffering. I've got to know who you are. And when you get to know him, And when he's not just somebody you put up on the shelf for Sunday morning, when you walk out of the house, you pick him up, you put him under your arm, and that's the only time that you do anything with him. But you really know him. When you know somebody, you really know them, and you're friends with them, you probably love them. I got friends. I love my friends. I truly love them. I would do do anything for them. I I would work hard for them. I'd die for them. I I would. my, My babies, my wife. I would work for them. I would die. I would do whatever. I love them. When you love them, you're going to talk about them. All right. yeah. Yeah. They're, you're, going to, you're going to talk about things you do together. You're going to talk about places you go together. You're going to want to even go there with them. You're not going to want to put them on the shelf. You're not going to want to say, I'll come back and talk to you later. No, you want, I want you to go with me. I want you to be a part of what's going on in my life we got to know Jesus that way and build that kind of relationship with him. And when you build that kind of relationship with him, you're not going to go where you used to go. You're not going to do the things you used to do because you know God. you got a relationship with him. You realize that he's real. When you know that he is, it's hard to. I don't want to experience that anymore because God's real, God is when you realize that God is, he's not just up in heaven and like turning a blind eye to everything you do, no I'm not going to go into the bar Amen. like when you <laughs> praise God brother Woolsey, when you know who God is you walk in the store and you used to pick up some cigarettes but you're like Do that anymore? Because God is. He's always been. His eye is on the sparrow, and He's watching you. You used to go to the refrigerator and open it up, and you'd pick up a beer. I don't want to put anything gross and evil in my body. You turn the TV on. No. We're just it comes from it. Oh,
1: God is. I
0: turn that off. I, man, there's stuff on there that's not good. I don't. Hmm. Turn it off. Because you realize God is. This is the question that I ask. If G, I, I understand. People go act crazy and say, well, you're radical. No, I'm just talking about me. All right. Because I used to be the other way. I'll be transparent with you. I used to watch stuff too. But then I started getting to know who God was, really getting to know who God was. Right. And I started reading the book because I want to build a relationship with him. And some people went, well, what if that doesn't matter? What if it does? And I'm going to tell you something. It does matter. Because the Bible says it does. What if it doesn't? That's radical. It's, it doesn't matter. It's just, I want to do that. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. God is. Brother Jonathan, he's omnipresent. Come here, Brother Jonathan. Like I feel Brother Jonathan. See, he's, he's a brute man. Tough guy. I don't feel Jesus like that, and so I can turn it on or go to the cupboard or go to the bar or go to the and pick up that stuff. No, because he ain't, he don't, I don't feel him like that. He ain't standing right beside me. But just what if Jesus really was sitting on the couch with you? Would you keep on watching that? What if, what if Jesus was? Riding physically flesh brute man like brother Jonathan in the car beside you and you pulled up to the convenience store and got out and he got out and y'all walked in together and you told the guy I need two packs of the ultra lights. Oh, that's radical, I know. Well, guess what? He is right beside you. He is. God is and he has always been and he will always be and so it's imperative that we preach Jesus Christ we live for Jesus Christ we build that relationship with Jesus Christ because God is God is you know what's crazy for a kid it's simple Right from these pages and they lap it up like that dog does or that cat does warm milk and they believe every jot and tittle but the adults mm, uh, really think so that's why he says it <laughs> we better come to him as a child say God you are real You are who you say you are. You are right beside me day in, day out. Jesus, I'm going to live for you as a child would live for you. Can we lift our hands all across the building? Jesus, I thank you so very much for your goodness and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to bring these things to the people of God tonight. And I hope that it would cause us to think and cause to examine ourselves and look at our lives and look at things that we need to do, Lord, to know you. Lord, we don't have to argue whether you're real or not, because your word declares it and it's true, oh God, that you are real. You are who you say you are. In the name of Jesus, Lord, allow your spirit to do a work, oh Lord. Reveal things, oh God. Lord, let there be revelation in the hearts of those that are maybe skeptical here tonight in the name of Jesus reveal yourself to them how you have done to so many before in the name of Jesus let them know Lord as they give you time and as they give you their attention Lord they will get to know who you are and they will realize that you are who your word declares that you are in the name of Jesus cover every relationship Lord that's in this room tonight in your precious blood. Cover every home and child in your precious blood. Lord, we are so thankful to be a part of the kingdom of God. We're so thankful, Lord, to feel your presence and understand that you are powerful and real. In Jesus' name, Lord, reveal yourself once again to every person. Lord, show yourself powerful once again to every person in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name, and the church says amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. God bless you. Greet one another.